0: All right. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to the Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. Once again, I'm Chris. I'm Sarah. And um just want to remind you uh this podcast um is being brought to you by patreon.com, just slash the chippa. That's patreon.com slash T H E C H I P P A. Um these videos and hopefully eventually downloadable podcasts will all be linked through my Patreon, and the videos will be on my YouTube page, um, and we're calling this the Chippa Made This Productions for now to we'll see how that goes. Um, you can also find the Chipman Brothers Tangent podcast on there as well, which I'm sure you've all been enjoying. So um, this week, or this bi-week, or whatever you're calling it, this episode, um, we're trying to do something a little different. Um, I know that you guys are new to this podcast, so I'll remind you the idea of this is We're two new parents, we have a 22 month old now, um, baby A, Um, and uh, you know, um, the idea is we're looking back on things that meant something to us as a kid or or part of bringing us up, doesn't have to be a movie, can be an outdoor activity, can be a board game, Um, we'll see where it takes us, Um, and revisiting it as adults and deciding if it was any good first and foremost, and also is it worthwhile to share it to nurture the next generation. Um, trying something a little different. This week we're doing Finding Nemo, which I'm hoping everybody that's uh listening to this has seen. But um we'll give you a little intro to it as well. But kind of the idea of this is this came out um I wasn't a kid anymore. I was nineteen. Um so you were twenty-two? Two
1: thousand three, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. Like
0: twenty-two. Um <laughs> anyway. we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um anywho, uh so the idea behind it is We didn't see this when we were children, but it came. We are the Pixar generation, right? I was a kid when Toy Story came out, a teenager, early teenager, but still. And, you know, the Disney brand um, moving through into Pixar is just such an important part of our childhood and our parents' childhoods, and hopefully our child's childhood if um, we have anything to do with it. So, the interesting thing about Finding Nemo, which we'll break down in a minute, is that it's a very different movie depending on the age you watch it. And so that's kind of the idea we're going to go at here. So first I'll start um, telling you a little bit about the movie. So Finding Nemo, like we just said, um, was a 2003 American computer animated comedy drama, adventure film produced by Pixar Animation Studios and released by Walt Disney Pictures. I believe this was still the time where it was Pixar's its own entity and Disney released it. I don't think they had merged yet, but I could be wrong. Um, it was written and directed by Andrew Stanton long before... Um, nearly losing his job over John Carter of Mars, um, with co-direction by Lee Unkrich. Um, and the film stars the voices of Albert Brooks, Ellen DeGeneres, Alexandra Gould, and Willem Dafoe, among others. It tells the story of the overproductive acelerous clownfish named Marlin, voiced by Albert Brooks, who, along with a regal blue tang named Dory, voiced by Ellen DeGeneres, searches for his abducted son Nemo all the way to Sydney Harbor. That's Sydney, Australia. Along the way... Marlon learns to take risks and come to terms with Nemo taking care of himself.
1: Finding Nemo was released on May 30th, 2003, and has received universal critical acclaim since. The film won the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature and was nominated in three more categories, including Best Original Screenplay. Finding Nemo became the highest-grossing animated film at the time. It was the second-highest-grossing film of 2003, earning a total of $871 million worldwide by the end of... It's initial theatrical run.
0: The film is the best selling DVD of all time with over 400 million copies sold as of 2006 and was the highest grossing G rated film of all time before Pixar's own toy story three, which I believe was also directed by Lee Unkrich fully um, overtook it. The film was re-released in 3d in 2012, which is actually our most recent experience seeing the film amongst uh, um, DVD and Blu-ray Um, in 2008, the American Film Institute named it the 10th greatest animated film ever made as part of their top 10, top 10, their 10, top 10 lists, a sequel finding Dory was released on June 17th, my birthday, um, 2016 in the United States. And we'll talk a little bit about that at the end.
1: Best birthday present ever. And yes, I took my then nine month old to the actual theater to see it. No shame.
0: So she, she's already embedded in, in these movies, which is great.
1: She slept through it.
0: We also took her to see the force awakens. Cause we're awesome.
1: Thumbs up, but you can't see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, any so God, um, my initial experience, um, I believe I went and saw this movie with my buddy, Jared, which I'm a huge film fan at 19 years old, a little silly to go and do, but everyone loved Pixar and this was a big deal. um, one of the big deals I remember was wanting to see the water effects on screen. Um, Disney and Pic- Pixar has a tendency, and we saw this at the Pixar exhibit that we went to at the Museum of Science, right? Yeah. They kind of make the movies as tech demos to prove they can do something. You know, oh, we need more computers to process this stuff. We want to be be able to prove... Um, that we can do a water effect because animating underwater, whether it's in stop motion drawn or computer generated, the physics go wonky, right? It's not, it's not that simple. So that was my first main reason for wanting to see it. Um, At that age at 19, I'm still a little young. You know what I mean? I'm still caught up in the very, um, very uh, personal to Disney type of story of, Lost kid trying to get back to his parents, right? This isn't the first time this has been done. and Nemo's story is quite interesting and unique in getting there. He meets you know a shark self-help group, um, there's a, a gets caught in a dentist's office. Um, it's it just it's a really intense kinetic film that doesn't really stop and Nemo's part for me as a younger person just always resonated as the most important part of the film, whereas Marlon the father looking for him story. He's just kind of the neurotic dad that's almost played comic relief to you when you're younger. Of all well, the dads, just overprotective, and that part was more interesting to me when I was younger because of Dory, right? Dory's the bumbling, you know, comic relief that you yeah. end up loving, right?
1: Yeah, I loved it because of Ellen Generous. I love her. I don't think anyone else could be Dory.
0: No, it's perfect. So what about your thoughts initially
1: seeing it? I, I I don't even remember. I believe I saw it in theaters. Couldn't tell you and couldn't tell you who the hell it was with. Probably some ex or something. I don't know. Whoever it was that weren't important, apparently. But I loved it. I loved Ellen. <laughs> I actually really don't remember much of the first time I saw it. Other than I loved it and I own it on DVD, so.
0: Interesting. So um, do, do you get the same feeling i do from it that like seeing it back then it was kind of the you know you kind of cared about nemo i mean the movie is called finding nemo so that's what you think you're showing up for
1: yeah yeah i guess so um i guess that i really can't remember the first time i saw it all right well um (laughs) but I, like i said i loved it enough that i bought it on dvd right away so But yeah, you do, you do worry about Nemo and, you know, like what's going to happen to him. Where's he going to go? You know, you do, you know, get invested in his story.
0: Right. Yeah. And that, that seems to be the main drive of the movie. And again, they're, they're selling this, you know, Pixar's thing is always multi-tiered, right? It's never, oh, get the kids in the door and then the parents are going to be bored. It's always get the kids in the door. The parents are going to um, have a story to go on, right? That, that, that's the whole thing. So that kind of brings me to the the, the revisiting, you know, watching this again yeah. as a parent. I mean, we weren't parents when this came out in three D, but we've watched it since since we've been yeah. a parent. Um, the movie's devastating. Yeah, we we saw it in three D, and I was shaking in the theater. And Were you? Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't remember caring. You weren't
1: even a parent, though, I don't
0: remember caring so much about Marlon's story until seeing it the second time.
1: Yeah, Do you know what I yeah, mean. you're right. It, it hits you and more as you get older and now that we're parents, you know One of your worst nightmares is you know something happening to your kid and not being able to see them whether they get kidnapped or Or they get seriously ill and pass on that, you know, the thought of not having them in some capacity or another is frightening You know, I had a dream the other night that I lost my kid at the mall And I couldn't remember if she was locked in a hot car if I brought her into the mall and left her in a carriage somewhere and i woke up completely panicked and i had to like keep telling myself no no she's in her crib she's good
0: well right and, and that's exactly it right normally these movies are y- you want to get children to want to watch it you want to get children to be shaken by it again so they buy the movie and they buy the toys yeah. and they want their parents to take them to see it but it takes a really clever writer to also care what a parents fear would be yeah in writing a movie like this and it's kind of a ballsy move in my opinion you mm-hmm. know um looking back to it you know it, it it doesn't leave you with a great feeling. Yeah, okay, spoiler alert, everything works out. But getting there, I mean, multiple characters in this film nearly die. Yeah. And including Nemo. Nemo's about to die. And and this messed up thing, looking back on this, is he about to die by an evil little kid that's going to shake him to death in a plastic bag. Like, it's it's really messed well, up. It must be
1: every fish's worst nightmare. Yeah. it's living every parent's worst nightmare. and Nemo's living every fish is worth nightmare, and
0: it it's just it, it it's incredibly brilliant when you break it down the layers like that. And again, you know this is waxing the the already big Pixar ego, but god damn it, nearly everything they make is great, and everything they had made up to this time was even better than the last thing. Like this was a huge deal, um, and I just never expected. I mean, we went and saw it when it was re released in three D. Is you know this will be a nice date. Finding Nemo, it's a movie we liked when we were younger and I didn't expect it to resonate so much. I mean like for instance the Lion King. The Lion King, okay, you know the the story it, it Disney writes a good story and that one's a great movie for a reason, but Lion King's only half of what Finding Dory is, right? Finding yeah. Nemo is, right? They kill Simba's dad at the yeah. beginning of the movie. Simba intentionally is removed from having a parent figure and has to grow up without one. There's no story of a parent worrying about Simba in this movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. His mother is there, but, you know, she has other people to worry about. So Simba's this his
1: mother's worrying about.
0: Yeah, but they don't, that's not a plot line in the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like they not don't, true. they don't stick well, with Emo's her or worrying. mother
1: was killed by whatever it was that attacks their anemone.
0: Yes, but with Marlin. <laughs> See, but with Marlin. I can't pronounce that either. With Marlon left in the story to be, like, a main character, you get this this almost schizophrenic movie where it's jumping between the two of them, and I remember being younger and just kind of leaving, like, all I remember from the Marlin scenes is Dory.
1: Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, Dory was the big, you know, takeaway from the movie, aside from, you know, all and the other stuff. she got her own movie. because
1: Ellen DeGeneres wouldn't shut up about it. it, it exactly. So Pixar's, I'd be like, fine! Fine. We'll give her a movie if she stops. talking
0: about it. And, and, you know, um, that, that brings me, you know, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, first. Um, so I don't think we normally do this section of thoughts about showing it to your kids. Of course, you're going to show this movie to your kids. There's no reason why you shouldn't, it's not that old. So there's nothing like weird that's wrong. And topically not cool about the time frame. It's not like this was something made in the 50s where, you know, there, there's something weird you don't want to show your kid and you got to talk to him about it. But what do you think the age appropriateness of Finding Nemo is? I know it has a rating, but...
1: Eh, mm. I would say any age. I've i already had it on in the background with, with
0: I, A I, around. I, I agree. It's colorful. I mean,
1: to a young kid, it's just colorful fishies in the ocean. And
0: that's exactly it. The scary stuff in this movie, like Bambi, no. Bambi, okay? And a
1: turtle that you can only assume smokes weed.
0: Oh, of course. But but Bambi...
1: Seaweed.
0: Ba- <laughs> hi- yeah, oh, that's good. High five.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> Lamb yeah, joke, sorry.
0: Yeah, we're <laughs> parents. Um, so, so what I was going to say is like Bambi, Bambi, you kind of have to fast forward the first five minutes of that movie if you show it to anyone under the age of six, right? Yeah. It, not Wonder. only, like, there's no sugarcoating what happens at the beginning of Bambi. Yeah. Finding Nemo kind of, there's a softness to yeah. the darker stuff in it. That all, that that is there to resonate you when you're older and more mature, yeah. and and to me that's a brilliantly paced film, a okay. brilliant brilliantly written film. Um. So yeah, okay. Um. So then, uh, because you know the, this is kind of just waxing how great, um, Finding Nemo is, and uh, you know, kind of hit all the key points we wanted to hit. Um, what do you think of Finding Dory?
1: I loved it, and I liked it more than Finding Nemo just because I like Dory. And I was so excited. The moment I heard this movie was coming out, I counted down days. I was just so excited. I have everything Finding Dory I can get my hands on because I'm just that whacked.
0: No, I think it's awesome. But
1: Finding Dory hit me more emotionally um, than Finding Nemo when I first saw Finding Nemo because it's about, for those of you, you've all probably seen Finding Dory, but Dory, uh, the Finding Dory movie is about her finding her parents. Her kind of realizing, hey, I have a family and I need to find them. And there's just, you know, it. a lot of it goes back to when she was, you know, a little fish dealing with her remember, her, remembery, her remembery memory,
0: Remembery loss.
1: I can't even speak English. Her, mem- her short-term memory loss. And um, ironically, or maybe not ironically, but the year that the Finding Nemo came out in 3D, that weekend, my mom went into the hospital and she passed a few days later. So I kind of tune out the first part of Finding Nemo for that reason, but Finding Dory hit me a lot with the finding your parents, and the, I'll I'll admit the first time I saw it, I cried about two or three different times. Yeah, just you know, makes me wanting to find my mom again, but obviously I can't. But it it hit me harder than Finding Nemo.
0: Yeah, but um, I agree.
1: And it really, you know, every time you thought she was gonna find her family and she didn't. And, it just made you sad and, you know, your heart broke for her because she thought it was all her fault. And,
0: and you know, it's also dealing with, you know, she's a great beloved film character that's dealing with, with, an, with an illness, with a problem, you yeah. know what I mean? And I think that showing that that can still be a star and still be someone yeah. that can rise above that and solve the issue she's yeah. trying to solve in the movie is a great, great lesson for kids. I'll tell you, Sarah, one thing that I think, and it's the only thing in the entire thing that I think could detract from finding Dory for me, and it's not even a real criticism because I don't hear it. no no you will no, like this so this is good my movie no, this is good to talk about is and just this is a point you can tell me I'm crazy and wrong, but check this You're out crazy and wrong, okay, but check this out. so in the first movie, I just talked about how it works perfectly as both a movie for the younger and a movie for the adult, and the stories okay. both work right well. Finding Dory has one thing that makes it only be something that works better for children than it does for adults. as a whole movie. And my reason is this. Marlin and the way he acts towards Dory in Finding Dory, which sets off her being alone again, makes no sense after the story he went through in the first film. Now, to a kid, they're not going to realize that because from the child's perspective, all adults are evil and mean. And when they're mean, they're scary, and I don't like them. But Marlon spent the whole first movie realizing that his neuroticism was making him be a dick and holding his son back. And then he does it to his friend in this movie. And that never sat well with me. Now, they glance over, and they're really, you have to have that. You have to have that or there's no movie. But I thought they could have found a better way than having Marlon just be a complete ass to Dory and run away. Yeah. You know just but
1: well, I think they did it because it it happened after Nemo gets hurt trying to help Dory so I think it's his reaction or I've already almost lost my son once i, I I'll
0: give so you So I that. think that's
1: kind of where Marlin's toot is coming from granted Dory doesn't deserve it but I think you know it's reminding us that he it's still I mean we don't know how much time is supposed to be between the two movies other than you know how back to back they are but one would think that it's still fresh that, you know, he almost lost his son.
0: Right, right. I'll I'll give you a, that.
1: I don't think that's something a parent ever goes over, so he probably had a flashback. Yeah,
0: you know? okay. I'll give you that. I just, I don't know if the movie did a good enough job of making me buy that. Yeah. That's all. But that's kind of all, how I took that. The subtext there is 100% yeah. right. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, any other thoughts?
1: Um, I love Alan DeGeneres, and I hope maybe they make a third one.
0: Oh, I'm sure they will. I
1: don't know what story they would use, but... And I do have to say, in Finding Dory, the touch tank scene is hysterical, because you never stop and think, the touch tanks at the aquarium, how that is from the fish's perspective. They're living things. Yeah. You know, these hands coming down on them must be scary as shit. Makes that, me not want to go touch that
0: was That anymore. that was that movie's... um uh. Vegetarian sharks. Yes, See that the, the that was such a brilliant thing and a cool little Easter egg. Um, since since you know I we are you know the idea of this is that it's a geeky podcast and I know stupid trivia. The name of the shark in um Finding Nemo was Bruce, and that was actually the pet name for the mechanical shark that never worked in Jaws. Um, Did so they name it Bruce for that
1: reason? They
0: named it Bruce for that reason. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Um. So yeah, no, that that's a really good point it it's it, that's what makes these Pixar movies great right are these these things plastered throughout them i there's not anything in these movies that I'd call inappropriate for children, but mm-hmm. there's stuff that go over their heads that are just great for the adult um yeah and and i I think that makes them really cool and God that touch tank scene and I
1: think in both movies it, it you know it's good to you know teach the kids to persevere or Doris says just keep swimming you know I know a lot of um people use that as encouragement. I know I have a t-shirt that says it with Dory on it and things, you
0: know. Yeah. It's, it's a hell of a movie and, um, you know, I know this is a little bit of a side and a little bit different than the other ones we've done, but it, it just, you know, I, I'd like to hear the conversation from your guys' perspective. If you have comments of a similar um, reaction to this movie or a similar reaction to anything, um, cause it's, you know, it's not just, when you saw it and how old you were but it's the impact that it has on you and the impact that you want to carry on and continue on and so um with that i think we'll close this one out um like i said before post any comments on this video or this podcast topic ideas or anything else again to patreon.com slash the chippa that's t-h-e-c-h-i-p-p-a you can also go right to youtube because these will be up in video format And um, again, that's the Chippa Made This Productions is what we're calling this on YouTube. And these will also hopefully this might even be the first one. We're still working on it that um, will be available for download as an actual podcast. Um, So with that, um, as we say every episode, Sarah,
1: there's no shame in being a geek, no matter how old you are
0: dot 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 dot
1: dot oh it was like
0: a question mark no matter how old
1: and just keep swimming
0: oh there you go i like that anyway
1: but i my brain went copyright infringement
0: nah (laughs) we didn't use the actual sound clip anyway um with that this has been creating geeks a parenting podcast of great responsibility until next time this is chris and sarah signing out bye